Hello and welcome to the Remarkable CEO Podcast, a show dedicated to chiropractors who want to transform their job into a business so that they can have a remarkable practice as part of a remarkable life, not instead of one. With your hosts, Dr. Pete Camiolo and Dr. Stephen Franson. What's up, Remarkables? Welcome to another episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. I'm Dr. Stephen Franson. And I'm Dr. Pete Camiolo. Hey, we are excited for the conversation we're going to have today. It's a conversation that's been an ongoing conversation since our Chicago retention immersion, where I introduced the concept of broadening your perspective on what we consider the wellness lifestyle, right? So we all talk about getting as many people as possible to wellness care, right? So, and I think that that's an awesome objective, right? So I think that that's a fantastic viewpoint. It really broadens most chiropractors' perspective. In fact, it might challenge you if you're listening right now. It might challenge your perspective. And I just want you, I want to ask for some grace going into this conversation because what you're not going to hear us do is you're not going to hear us tell you what wellness looks like to you, right? We're not going to tell you what your recommendations for care need to be. We're not going to tell you what your visit frequency needs to be because it's going to show up in many, many different ways. But what we are going to tell you is that we believe that it's congruent to give your patients, your practice members, the families that come in to see you, the patients that come in to see you, give them a runway to having better health outcomes for a lifetime, right? So we call that wellness care, right? So uh, you, your definition of that <laughs> might be a bit different than mine, uh, or uh, mine might be a little different than Dr. Pete's, but you know what, again, we're going to ask, let's focus on what we have in common, not what, what, where we differ, right? So today's conversation is recognizing that, man, recommending wellness care to uh, a patient for you might be a bit of a stretch but let's make it easier for you make, to make this recommendation, number one, right? So it might be a, a perspective of, well, what do you do for your family? You know, do you, do you live a wellness lifestyle as a chiropractor? Do you get adjusted regularly? Do you adjust your family regularly? Why don't you just start there on a philosophy of like, listen, why do you do that? Because I want better health outcomes for myself and for my family. So I consume chiropractic care regularly. In fact, I look at chiropractic as a lifestyle success strategy for healthy human beings. And I haven't jammed it into this limited container of it's a short-term treatment modality. So that's really going to be part of this conversation, Dr. Pete. But really the, in, the most interesting part of this conversation, I believe, is taking that 10,000 foot view of what's possible over the patient's lifestyle in your, in your practice, excuse me, their life cycle in your practice. So the arc of the relationship inside of your chiropractic practice. And I'm going to invite everybody to pull back even further. We're going to go to 30,000 feet. We're going to pull all the way back and we're going to look at it as the life cycle of the human being. And I'm going to suggest, and we're going to have a conversation around what I believe to be the truth, which is wellness begins at conception. Okay. So we're not having a conversation with when does life begin, right? So what we're doing is we're having a conversation around wellness begins at conception. When a sperm and an egg bump into each other and 270 days later, you know, you are you, how awesome is that? Isn't it innate intelligence there, right? And innate intelligence, its job is to make sure that we're adapting readily and appropriately to stressors or changes in our environment, internal, external environment, right? So I'm going to suggest, I'm going to make the argument that wellness begins at inception, right? Excuse me, at conception. And 
I would suggest that if you are truly a wellness practitioner and you call yourself a wellness chiropractor or a wellness expert, then our ultimate objective in the chiropractic practice is not just to get as many people under chiropractic care as possible. It's not just to get people through corrective care, and it's not just to get people to wellness care, but rather to get as many people as possible back to wellness. Well, this is just one of those conversations that we sometimes just have to have. You had to go there, Dr. Steven. So, hey, guys, uh, it is uh, good to be with you. And this conversation is something that I think we, Dr. Steven, you and I have uh, tremendous passion for. Uh, I would also say tremendous conviction about. Um, and uh, I believe that, you know, for us to truly do this right, you know, we have to begin with the end in mind. So there was two concepts that, you know, really came to me. Um, you know, as we were preparing for this podcast today, and that is number one, when it comes to back to wellness, begin with the end in mind, you know, so for me, my faith is really important to me. So when I think about what I, how I teach people about health, you know, I go right back to that exact story, the, the, the conception story. And somehow 270 days later, somehow two a spermidate come together. They know how to form skin and and vital organs and eye tissue and hair for some and not for others right away and and the list goes on and somehow you know all of a sudden 280 days later this 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 human being comes out and now all of a sudden we need all this intervention right and so this concept that you know back to wellness is number one is beginning with the end in mind that you were fearfully and wonderfully made you know this is a really important concept for me in this, in this conversation to have, it's a conversation I have to have with every patient, regardless of where they came from, what their beliefs are, regardless of what I, I have to actually begin with the end in mind that you were actually created and designed to heal. You were actually created and designed by love for healing to heal. We are healing is, is, is actually inborn. It's, 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 it's written in our DNA. It is designed. We are designed to heal well people heal well right so we we are designed to heal so number one is we have to begin with the end in mind beginning which is saying pay homage to the beginning pay homage and show honor where honor is due that you were designed created a brilliantly perfectly that there is a that you were designed to heal from the beginning that that's the beginning with the end in mind. So if I don't, we talk about, you know, when you convert somebody and you, you, you stretch the problem, you stretch the goal, you, 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 you make sure you say, how long is it going to take to get there? And how long is it going to take to correct that type of thing? Hey, go all the way back to the beginning. It's not just when did it begin when I showed up to my, your practice or when this thing started really bothering me and I finally picked up the phone and no, 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 no. So it, it began long ago, we invite people in. So that's the first concept, Dr. Steven, that I think I, I would love to unpack. And the second is full circle, that the whole, this whole idea is that everything goes full circle. So we're all going to have slips and falls, right? A, a slip on a, on, a, on a snowy, icy sidewalk, that's a small thing, right? But it, it's the accumulation of it for an individual and an accumulation of that for a population of people. That's actually where things really go we, we can have a conversation about that. So how much of our, our philosophy for how we approach health is, is inherited from a 
a, a faulty paradigm, a faulty philosophy, you know, the, the, that we possess or that our patients possess. And Dr. Seem, like you said, we're not here to, you know, you have your model, you, you have your way of running a practice and we don't want you tuning out from this podcast. Cause you're like, well, I don't run that type. I don't want to run that type of practice. This is not a conversation for me. It, it is a conversation because it's a business conversation. It's a philosophy conversation. It, it's actually a humanity conversation. And it's really important that we find ourselves as CEOs understanding hu- humanity, you know, where we are and where we're going next, where we're at in chiropractic. We've only been doing this for 125 or something years. Right. So, where, where do we find ourselves in this next era of chiropractic? Where do you find yourself? Well, I'll tell you, right. This conversation back to wellness is a conversation that absolutely has to be had. Dr. Steven. Yeah. Yeah. And, know. and it's, it's a, it's a stimulating conversation. Maybe it's an energizing conversation for a lot of you listening right now. And it may be a super challenging conversation for some of you listening right now. And I invite that. I think that's awesome. Right. So it's like, what a great time of the year to like kind of pull back and be like, yeah, you know, why do I do things that way? Like, what is my perspective around that? Right. And how did I arrive there and what have you? Right. So have I created some level of limitation? And, you know, the, the reality is, is that, that, you know, if you're listening to this right now, and if you're feeling it like almost some pushback and objections to this, it'd be like, you know, let's just pause for a second. Like, don't, don't miss the opportunity to, um, to challenge your belief system right now, because it's going to open up your mind and the opportunity for you to be able to help more people, right? So here's at the at the end of the day, we're not telling you again, what wellness means to you. We're not telling you what wellness means or maintenance means. What I will tell you, and I'll help you get some constructs around this, is that we'll give you some definition so that you can arrive at your clinical recommendations, right? So the definition for wellness, you know, wellness is the body's ability to adapt readily and appropriately to stressors, right? So we believe that the, we live our lives through our nervous system, right? And it's the nervous system's job to make to adapt to stressors, right? So ultimately the big idea is let's optimize the function of the nervous system, which means let's reduce the interference to the function of the nervous system. So wellness care means whatever you need to do for your patients to make sure that they experience optimal function of their nervous system so they can adapt readily appropriately. So take that and run with it, have fun with it, right? Some for some of our patients, excuse me, for some of our, of our doctors, that might mean, hey, I, I get checked once a week um, and I feel that's, that's how I stay optimal. So I give that kind of recommendation for care to my patients. I check them once a week. I check my kids once a week. I check my family once a week. I check my, my parents once a week. And that's what we call wellness. There's a lot of life that happens. There's a lot of stress. There's a lot of subluxation possibility that happens between in, in a seven day period of my life and modern life. So I check my patients once a week, right? That's awesome. That's, that's what you do. That's great. Maybe for you, wellness is every other week. Maybe for you, wellness is once a month. You know, if Bart Patzer, if you're listening right now, one of my favorite chiropractors in the world, I can remember Bart just telling me he's like, he's an upper cervical specific. He's third generation upper cervical specific. And uh, he's like, yeah, I check, I get some patients that I check every six months. And they're like, nope, you're clear. You don't need adjustment. I'm like, Bart, you're just better than I am. <laughs> you know, so I just want to open you up right now to be able to say, like, if we can just agree on what wellness means, design your clinical recommendations so that you reach that outcome and objective for your people. That's it. That's it. So have fun with that, right? Maintenance is a bit different for in our world, in the remarkable practice. Maintenance means I'm not necessarily looking to optimize, but I've invested in my initial intensive care. My problems are stabilized. I'm, I'm now moving in the right direction. I'm healing. I've invested in corrective care. My body is now stronger. I'm able to do things that I 
have to do right. And I, and I don't experience a, 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 you know, a backsliding or reset every time that I try to use my body. Right. I'm happy that with the results that I've gotten, I'm happy with my new level of health. I simply want to maintain this and not slide backwards because I recognize that modern life is unnaturally stressful. And, you know, I know that stress causes subluxation and I don't want to slide backwards. So could we schedule my care in such a way that I maintain where I am and I don't lose ground? right? I don't want to lose the gains that I've made. Great. So let's just agree on the definition of maintenance care is whatever it takes for your patients to not lose ground for them to maintain, to maintain their new, uh, you know, level of health. So whatever that means for you, again, maybe that's twice a month. Maybe it's once a month. Maybe it's once every six months, whatever that is, have fun with it. Right. And land on a place where you have conviction that that level of care is actually going to deliver the desired outcome. Again, Dr. Pete, our recommendations in the remarkable practice are always based on just two things, your goals and my findings, right? So your goals, we're going to do some objective tests. Those are going to tell us exactly what you need to get what you want, right? So your goals tell us where you're trying to land, right? So those two things come together and they tell us exactly what you need to do to get what you want. Man, when you have definitions that you can work inside of and you're confident with your analysis and your care, man, I think it becomes very clear that there is a great opportunity and an appetite in your community of patients where, you know what, they don't want to just stop chiropractic here and come back the next time they're in crisis. Man, I didn't even know that there were some options, some paths in front of me that could actually get me better health outcomes. Here's a few words from our podcast sponsors. We're grateful for their support of the show. Chiro Matchmakers will help you find the right person for the job. If you're looking to hire the ideal chiropractic assistant, Chiro Matchmakers will help you find the specific person missing from your team so that you can get back to using your talents to serve more people. Or if you're looking to hire the ideal associate doctor, CMM can help. Chiro Matchmakers helps chiropractors like you find the ideal associate doctor to unlock your practice potential and get you the freedom that you desire. To learn more, go to chiromatchmakers.com. And now let's jump right back into our conversation. Yeah, I think we're, you know, this is a conversation about challenging the beliefs and understanding, like we always talk about, you don't have to believe in chiropractic, you can understand chiropractic. It's a really important concept. That's a big part of this whole process is that, you know, as you create the definitions, you define the places of understanding. This is what people will understand. So if they've only understood, you know, pain-based chiropractic, I come when I'm in a crisis, I come to, you know- Or just pain-based and symptom-based healthcare, period. Healthcare, not even just, right. not even just chiropractic. Man. Correct. Then, then that's what, that's their current definition. So first, we have to recognize this is what their current definition is. And you have to recognize this is what your current definition is in your practice. We have to first put everything out on the table and say, okay, this is where people are coming from. This is where we are. And then we need to decide, okay, what is our definition? What is wellness in this practice? What is the definition of wellness? Because, you know, uh, you know, and this is another kind of one of my phrases, but it's what you win them with, you win them too, right? So you, you got to start with the end in mind, everything is going to go full circle and you have to what you win them with, you're winning them too. So this idea of like, you don't like, you got to let them know right early on, this is what we're about. It's about getting back to wellness, right? You got to let them know early, early stage right away. Like don't hold that thing card in, in your back pocket. Like 
show your cards as, as soon as possible. And we have a whole system in our conversion formula to show you exactly how and when to do that. But you got to let people know this is what it's all about. So they start having that epiphany, that aha moment where they're just like, oh, wow, I never really thought about this. This makes a lot of sense. I've been going to chiropractors my whole life. How come nobody ever told me this before? How many times has that happened? It's like, you know, and it's not against other chiropractors. It's more, I had a very clear definition of what it was. And that's what they hadn't heard. What they hadn't heard before was, oh, nobody ever presented it to me like that before. I never really heard that. How come nobody ever said that before? How come this this feels like a new concept? And, And the reality was, was that we had a very clear definition of what it was. So our definition was um, that, that chiropractic was a lifestyle. I didn't have the lifestyle success strategy for healthy human beings definition, but I had chiropractic as a lifestyle. It's a chiropractic lifestyle. And there's a style of living that includes chiropractic. So it's, it includes regular chiropractic care is actually one of the parts of the lifestyle. So I, I created what we call the wellness club is, is the lifestyle membership program. It was a chiropractic lifestyle membership. So it included in your lifestyle chiropractic care. So it was built in that, yeah, I'm going to go to the gym or, or I'm going to, and I'm going to eat, uh, you know, vegetables and, and living food. I'm going to take these vitamins, something I'm going to get my regular chiropractic care. I'm going to do these exercises at home. The, the lifestyle was created and, and then it, we invite people to it. You invite people to join in and, and, and then, and then it becomes this, it's they're they're not the only one. They're not, you're not isolating them. You're saying, no, it's a lifestyle for everybody, which is why I love the wellness club because everybody wants to be in a club, right? We're yeah. wired to be in a tribe. People are tribal. We want to be a part of community. People want to belong. Hey, you belong in the wellness club. When you tell somebody you came from wellness and we're going back to wellness, that means I belong in that club, which means, hey, what do I need to do to get in that club? All right. You want to talk about that? There's a few steps to get there. We're going to get you there. That's, a, that's an awesome place to come, especially if you attract people, you start attracting all different types of, of people, some people who are already consider themselves wellness, right? And you're able to help them discover that there's parts of their wellness that they really haven't been addressing. Like, oh, I guess I'm not as well as I thought I was, but I still want to be in that wellness club. That is important. So Dr. Steven, what I always come back to is, you know, what you win them with, you win them to. So we've got to be clear on the front end. Once we've set the definitions, we've got to be clear to... Um, you know, introduce people to this, invite, put out the invitation to wellness. We don't, we don't invite people to come to the better results, faster workshop. Like you, like we always talk about, that's part of your recommendations for care. Yeah. But the wellness club is an invitation. It is a recommendation eventually, but it's an invitation at the beginning. And it needs to be set out there that this is where we're going. And it, we need to be very mindful at the beginning. So, because a lot of times if we don't, what ends up happening is we, we lose people along the way. And we're wondering why that happened. Maybe we haven't set the, we haven't set the what's important. Ultimately, we haven't set that out there for them. And so that's a really important part for me. This conversation really hits home for me, Dr. Pete. And so I keep going back to this person that might be challenged by the conversation, because I want you to know my path, my journey on this is, you know, this, this is an experiential uh, share that I'm going through right now. It's like, so truth is, is that I showed up into chiropractic college without, you know, I, I had started chiropractic here. And it seemed to complement what I considered my healthy lifestyle, right? So I didn't understand the wellness paradigm. I didn't understand the chiropractic principle by any stretch of the imagination. I didn't understand inside out versus outside in, but I lived a very healthy lifestyle. I was an athlete. I was into fitness and nutrition, et cetera. So I rolled into chiropractic here like a fan of chiropractic, but without really understanding the principle. And it fit well with my quote unquote healthy lifestyle. 
And then I got to Life University in 90, what was it? He's 93, 92. Uh, and, uh, you know, I was just bright eyed and bushy tailed and just observed. And I just, I, and, and it was Fred Barge who threw the lights on for me and Dr. Sid Williams and, and these, these giants in our profession that, that just challenged and shaped my paradigm and my belief system. And meanwhile, I was studying uh, the Gonstead technique, the Gonstead system, because I had fallen in love with this really cute Swede that had come over from Sweden to learn how to be a chiropractor. And she was, uh, you know, she was going to be a Gonstead chiropractor. So I was, you know, chasing her to Gonstead club. So all of these things were happening for me. And I was over in the Gonstead club and I'm learning the Gonstead system. And they were, they were able to answer my tough questions when it came to analysis and the case management and reading an x-ray and how we adjust and why we did it that way, et cetera. So meanwhile, so this is a collision of these three things were happening, right? So I come in with this healthy lifestyle, but not the right paradigm. Then I'm getting switched on and getting my paradigm shaped, right? So I switch from outside into inside out. So those two doubt were complementing each other beautifully. And then I'm landing in the Gonstead club, which you mean, I love Gonstead. We've got six, seven chiropractors in my family. Six of us practice Gonstead yet my philosophy was running straight into this whole concept of like, find it, fix it, leave it alone, right? So it was like, it was, let's see how little chiropractic care we can get to our patients over a lifetime. <laughs> it was almost like, it was like, I can name that tune in four, but it's like, you know, I can fix that thing in three adjustments. Right? So that was that sort of that conflict that I was running up against. I'm like, man, this just seems like a wild contradiction because all of us are getting checked and adjusted regularly. And next thing you know, I dump into practice with this understanding that, listen, I can live a wellness lifestyle. I can teach the wellness lifestyle. I can carry the chiropractic wellness principle, the inside out principle and leverage the Gonstead technique, but I'm going to leverage it through the, through the chiropractic principle and the wellness lifestyle uh, paradigm, right? So man, it was a great application, Dr. B, because what I recognized was I love to fix broken people. Frankly, I love the acute level of care. I love when people come in who are having a hard time getting well, the tough cases, the acute cases. I love when people have to get carried into the office. I don't love it for them, but I love what I know we can do for them through chiropractic care. So I love fixing broken people. Don't get me wrong. But then I also recognize that, man, getting somebody out of an acute stage doesn't get them back to health. It doesn't get, get them back to health. I wasn't ready to leave them alone. I wanted to teach them how to become a strong human being again so that they could do the things that they had to do and not experience a relapse every time they're trying to use their body. And then what I recognize is after you strengthen people and you optimize them, why would you just send them back into the world? The world is unnaturally stressful and stress causes subluxation. So why don't we put together a course of care like I do for myself and for my family, and we'll call that wellness care and we'll give them a choice. Do you want to optimize? We'll call that wellness. If you just simply want to protect and not slide backwards, we'll call that maintenance. Next thing you know, I have congruency yeah. and, and some people would discontinue care. That's okay. So you have to, you have to hear me out on this. It's like, what are they choosing? And then right. we deliver care based on what they want their outcomes to be. Do you want to be optimized and as healthy as possible throughout life so you can do all the things you love to do? Do you want to maintain so you don't just slide backwards and lose your strength so you can't do the things you have to do? Or do you want to discontinue for now and come back the next time you're a mess, you know, and you're a pile and we'll put you back together again? Dr. Pete, this is the second of three points I want to make on this call today, but this is context for yeah. what I think is the most important part of this. I know you had a similar journey. Yeah. I mean, my, my journey started with, you know, my brother, you know, going to a chiropractor after a decade of going to a traditional doctor for health 
issues, asthma, allergy, sinuses, you know, issues, headaches, things like this, like, but he was very severe. So there's on a spectrum, he was on the spectrum of like really, really severe and ended up being really sick. Anyway, after a decade of, of trying one way, we discovered chiropractic and went there and, and then through that and the lifestyle, the wellness lifestyle, actually, that's how we, he healed. And that's how I was introduced to chiropractic. So it was a very different way. And I went into a chiropractor thinking I was as healthy as a horse, athletic, you know, senior in college, go to work for this chiropractor as a CA at the front desk. And part of me being a CA there was I get to get adjusted. So he's like, let's take an x-ray, took an x-ray on my low back. And I had a, a little scoliosis going on in my low back. I remember um, the, the nurse, Mrs. O'Mullen at school when I was in, uh, you know, probably eighth or ninth grade, you know, bend forward, touch your toes with your shirt off. And she's like, looks like you got a little scoliosis there. That was about the extent of it. But I was healthy as a horse in my mind. I thought nothing was ever going to stop me. And I went to that chiropractor and I found out that I had that going on and I started to get my awakening of, so you're telling me basically I could have a problem in my spine and not have any idea that that's going on. You know, that I could have no idea that underneath the surface without any symptoms that I'm actually a, a compromised vessel, that this, that this, uh, unstoppable, un, you know, breakable, you know, 22 year old, don't get in my way. I'm changing the world kid actually is a weak, has weakness and actually pretty compromised when you went out of it. That was an awakening for me. And, uh, and so I didn't have to have pain to get started with chiropractic care. You know, my brother didn't have neck pain, but he had a loss of complete alordotic cervical curve. He had an atlas crushing his brainstem, essentially choking off life flow to his brain and his body. And he was subluxated and not one doctor he had seen and all that blood work that they were in. Nobody checked to see if his atlas was in alignment, if he had the arc of life. So when I thought about that and I got, and I finally got to chiropractic school, I went into school like that. And so, you know, I started from a place of, I didn't know anything else. You know, I, that, that's all that I knew. And so, you know, coming into my practice, that's the first story that I told. And my, my general report of findings, my report was just, Hey, let me tell you how I became a chiropractor. And boom, I told those two stories. And it was like, I didn't even know what I was doing. I didn't know what I didn't know. But apparently what I said, it resonated with people. And they were like, they were getting the big idea soon, sooner. And it was very convicting for them. Like, wow, I never really thought like chiropractic. And they were like, could we get our kids checked? And I'm like, you better believe we're getting your kids checked, you know? And, and so like, then we just, we just cranked away. So, but that's, but that wasn't enough doc. Cause that's one, it's one thing to get somebody started. It's a whole nother thing for somebody to stay, you know? Um, but what if we started people to stay? What if we started with the end in mind and people started to stay? That's amazing. And that we have the opportunity to do that. Dr. Steven, two things I'll throw back to you. I know you have a third point. Um, you know, we say things like, you know, the longer you're sick, the sicker you'll be. That's true. So if you think about how long people went from the moment they had their first subluxation, let's say it was at the birth process or shortly thereafter, to the moment that they make it to your office, think about the amount of time. The longer you're sick, the sicker you'll be. Like, and what is sickness? Is sickness is symptoms? So we're talking about function. We're talking about human life potential, right? We're talking about something that's just so much bigger than even just, oh, whether I do or don't have symptoms. So remember, the longer you're sick, the sicker you'll be. But then the other, the opposite is equally true, which is the longer you're healthy, the healthier you'll be. That's right. So I thought about this, which is the longer you're subluxated, the sicker you'll be. The longer you're subluxation free, the healthier you'll be. So think about it that way. Like, and, and so therefore, I must be checked because whether I'm sick or not sick is typically how I feel. That's how I would define whether I'm right. sick or not, how I feel. 
What if it was whether I'm clear of subluxation, going back to Bart, what if it's clear of subluxation or not? What if that became the definition of yep. sick or healthy, right? So that's what we're really inviting people into, Dr. Stephen. This is just such an important thing. Yeah. So um, I'd like to land this plane with this bigger concept of pulling all the way back to 30,000 feet. And I couldn't say this without giving you context for, you know, the 10,000 foot view of the arc of the patient's experience in our office, in chiropractic, right? But you have to remember that that timeline is only part of their lifeline, right? So, so unfortunately for most people, they didn't get their spines checked and their chiropractic experience didn't begin on day one. Right? So, you know, truth be told, if you, if you were to look at their chiropractic, the arc of their chiropractic lifetime uh, or the lifetime of chiropractic care, it probably didn't begin on day one of their life. So we want to pull back and look at their whole lifeline. And what we want to recognize is back to the original point, which is wellness begins at conception, right? So if wellness begins at conception, our objective is to get people back to wellness. So what happened between conception and wellness care? Well, what ends up happening is a person is, you know, two cells goes to a human being in nine months, right? So uh, wherever they get their first subluxation, that might be in utero constraint. It might be a difficult delivery, right? Some forceps involved, right? So there may be a fall as a baby, like falling off of the changing table, or maybe it's a fall while walking. They land on that sacrum when they're learning how to walk, or they fall off a bike as a kid or a sports injury, or there's a car accident as a kid, wherever they wherever they get their first subluxation, it creates a negative inflection point away from wellness. Okay. So their, their, their life begins at wellness and they travel through life at wellness, adapting readily and appropriately to stressors, living life through their nervous system appropriately, naturally, normally in a healthy state. And then they get subluxated and then they move away from wellness. Right. So they're now there's a negative inflection. They move downward on their quality of life continuum. They move downward away from wellness. And they continue to move away from wellness as they are subluxated and there's interference in their ability to express wellness through their nervous system until they end up in your practice. And they end up in your practice, they hear the truth, they engage, they begin care, they get adjusted. And that first adjustment is a positive inflection point back towards wellness. So they go through their initial intensive care, through their corrective care, through their up to their wellness or maintenance care. The objective, Dr. Pete here, is not just to get people started under chiropractic care, not to just get people converted or committed to a corrective care plan. It's not even to get people to wellness care. I want to invite everybody to the perspective of our purpose is to get as many people as possible back to wellness. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Remarkable CEO Podcast. Remember, what the world needs now is chiropractic. And what chiropractic needs now is more successful chiropractors. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, share with a friend, and leave us a review. And if you'd like to connect with us personally, direct message us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Instagram. Now go and be remarkable.